This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. For more downloads, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. As I'm sure you'll all have noticed, the, this afternoon's title is taken from the first verse of that chapter that we read by way of introduction, chapter 14. Chapter 12 of the prophecy of Zechariah describes Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, as a cup of trembling in verse 2 and a burdensome stone in verse 3. I think it's worth reading those two verses. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 2. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege, both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. A cup of trembling and a burdensome stone to all those nations round about, but also for all people. A modern translation of verse 2 records, I am going to make Jerusalem an intoxicating cup to all the surrounding people. It has been further described by one commentator as a wine goblet with added poison. Jerusalem will also be a burdensome stone for all people. A stone that cannot be moved. And the same commentator that mentioned the wine goblet with added poison said that those who try to move it will give themselves a hernia. Though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces. Now we believe that Jerusalem will be the earth's capital city. And that the Lord Jesus Christ will be the king of this world. Chapters 12 and 14 of Zechariah's prophecy should be read in parallel. Because they outline to us the final stages of the setting up of God's kingdom here on earth the Acts of the Apostles chapter 17 and verse 31 states that God has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness and this ties in very nicely with our title this afternoon Zechariah 14 and verse 1 which records behold the day of the Lord cometh God has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness. This is a day when the whole of mankind, all races, all religions, strong and not so strong, 
will come to realize that there is a supreme creator in heaven who is in total control of the events taking place. In verse 2 of that chapter that we read together, we see a vast confederacy of nations who come to take a spoil, the spoils of war, the rewards of those who conquer. It's an awesome picture of terror that we have in these verses because these invaders, they kill, they steal, they rape, and Jerusalem is on the brink of destruction. Those nations who have aligned themselves with Israel and have supported them in the recent past, for some reason, can no longer help. And so their cry goes up to God, whom the majority have not acknowledged or turned to. Why? Because of arrogance, pride, and mainly utter self-reliance. The majority today in Israel are self-confessed atheists. There's always been a religious element, but the majority are atheists. But verse, there's a powerful verse there in verse 3. Then shall the Lord, then shall Yahweh, the Lord, go forth and fight against those nations. And we get a, a parallel verse, as it were, in chapter 12 and verse 9. Where it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. And the death of the pierced one is recognized at a time of national mourning, that the siege of Jerusalem. Look at verse 10 of chapter 12. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. The dynasty of King David is restored. The only begotten son, the true firstborn son, comes to effect salvation. We're not going to read them, but there's some unusual verses there at the end of chapter 12. And the, the crux of it is, that King David mourns. Nathan his son mourns. Shimei the son of Gershon. The son of Levi mourns. And what this is telling us. That kings and priests are in mourning. In a modern context. It's the top politicians. And the religious leaders. Who are in mourning in Israel. We see that it is the Lord of hosts, better Yahweh Sabaoth, Yahweh of armies, who brings everything to pass. 
We read in the New Testament in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 7. Behold he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him and they which pierced him and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds. He comes with a mighty army of followers, a mighty army of believers. We need to look at another prophecy, the prophecy of Ezekiel in chapter 38, to discover the makeup of those nations those nations who come to take a spoil led by Gog which we believe is Russia who along with a number of other strong allies will come to destroy and to plunder let's just read the first three verses of Ezekiel's prophecy and chapter 38 And the word of the Lord, the word of Yahweh came unto me saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and prophesy against him and say, Thus saith the Lord Yahweh, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. Many eminent Bible students, including John Thomas, are convinced that Gog is the prince of Ross, Mosque and Tobol, or Russia and its empire. He says that Ross is an old name for Russia, Mosque an old name for Moscow, and Tobol an old name for Tbilisi. They also believe that Magog is the Austrian-German alliance more up to date the European-German-led European Union the EU as we know it which will, will operate alongside of Gog Russia present day Russia is once again a superpower Politically, economically and industrially. We know that they're having economic problems at the moment. We know that there isn't concord as far as they are concerned with the European Union. They, are, they have had sanctions inflicted upon them and they are suffering from the oil price. But nevertheless, they are a superpower. Natural resources abound they are the world's largest manufacturer and supplier to other countries of military arms. This expertise grows day by day and they have developed missiles with pinpoint accuracy over thousands of miles that at present even the US defence systems cannot cope with. So initially when they come against Jerusalem they will wreak havoc but all to no avail no long term success 
it's here in verse 3 of Zechariah chapter 14 then shall Yahweh then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle we can speculate on when this day of battle was many think it was a battle recorded in the book of Joshua chapter 10 we read of the children of Israel meeting substantial opposition as they enter the promised land they are victorious in battle because God rains great hailstones down on their enemies killing more in this way than are killed with the sword just look at verse 4 of chapter 12 in that day says Yahweh I will smite every horse with astonishment and his rider with madness and I will open mine eyes upon the house of Judah and will smite every horse of the people with blindness the horse is symbolic of the war machine we see the insanity term madness of those driving the war machine trying to solve the Middle East problem men who are blind blind to God's purpose and that's what we've got to face up to in today's world people have absolutely no idea of what is going on most do not believe in God and they have no knowledge whatsoever of his purpose they will be reduced to panic which is the real meaning of astonishment and the prophet Ezekiel uses similar language in that previously mentioned chapter 38 I will plead against him with pestilence this is against Gog and his cohorts I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood and I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him an overflowing rain and great hailstones fire and brimstone that's verse 22 of chapter 38 and in verse 4 of chapter 14 we read of the result of the day of battle and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives the feet of the King the feet of the King the Lord Jesus Christ accompanied by a multitude of those who have been found faithful a mighty army of saints Zechariah 14 and verse 4 and his feet the Lord Jesus Christ and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives which is before Jerusalem on the east and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west and there shall be a very great valley and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south an incredible event an incredible event sending metaphorical and literal shockwaves around the whole world 
can read of these things in the prophecies of Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Joel and many of the other minor prophets in the Old Testament. And we can read about it also in detail in the New Testament in the book of Revelation. And we can read also in the book of Revelation about all the events that have taken place over the last 2,000 years leading up to the things that we're talking about now. Listen to what it says in Joel chapter 3 and verse 16. The Lord Yahweh also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth shall shake. They are powerful words. Powerful words. The heavens stand for rulers, institutions and systems that we have in the world today. The powers that be. And the earth is a symbol of the general population that just goes along with everything that's happening. But the intervention of Christ and his army plus the geological happenings that we just read about in Zechariah 14 and verse 4 will rid Jerusalem of all that pollutes it. And I've been reading a history book about Jerusalem for the last six weeks and Jerusalem over the last 2,000 years and particularly in the last couple of hundred years and even in the last 50 years is full of pollution but the psalmist says I won't go into detail about what that pollution is but I can do afterwards if anyone is interested but the psalmist says beautiful for situation the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north it is the city of the great king the prophecy goes on to describe the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and his immortalized followers that cloud of witnesses in verse 6 we have reference to light and dark scholars tell us that light means precious stones with dark again talking of ordinary people the picture is of the splendid saints appearing among the nations to manifest God's glory to the people the glory of Jesus Christ the effects of the earthquake that we've read about in verse 4 are beneficial look at verse 8 and it shall be in that day that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem half of them toward the former sea and half of them toward the hinder sea in summer and in winter shall it be the former sea being the Dead Sea and the Hinder Sea being the Mediterranean. Scholars estimate that the level of the Dead Sea will rise up substantially. Isaiah chapter 33 and verses 20 and 21 records. Thine eyes shall see Jerusalem 
a quiet habitation there the glorious Lord there Yahweh will be unto us a place of broad rivers and streams the earthquake opens up new springs variously described Joel chapter 3 verse 18 a fountain shall come forth from the house of Yahweh Isaiah 35 the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water continuing in Isaiah 41 I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water Isaiah 43 I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people my chosen and as we've just seen in Zechariah 14 and verse 8 it records in summer and in winter shall it be these waters not dependent upon the rain but fed from the fountain gushing forth from God's holy mountain listen to Psalm 46 and verse 4 there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacles of the most high the earthquake again the earthquake we read about there in verse 4 of chapter 14 causes a river to issue forth from Mount Zion where a temple four square will be built it will be a or the house of prayer for all nations the prophet Ezekiel records that the water flows from the south side of the altar and then grows underground to flow out north and south of the temple waters moving east across the desert to heal the Dead Sea and if we had time we could look at Ezekiel chapter 47 in detail but so to the crux of the whole matter everything that we're saying this afternoon the crux it's there in Zechariah chapter 14 at verse 9 and Yahweh shall be king over all the earth in that day shall there be one Yahweh and his name one that God the great and only creator of heaven and earth reigns supreme through his only begotten son Christ Jesus our Lord is confirmed for us throughout the scriptures and particularly in the Psalms and it can only happen when God's judgments are in the earth to teach righteousness to all the peoples I'll just read to you from Psalm 2 yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion I will declare the decree Yahweh hath said unto me thou art my son this day have I begotten thee the awesome power 
awesome power which the Father has put in the hands of his only begotten Son is seen in that great earthquake. There at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ with his chosen and redeemed ones. The plain of Arabah is the present depression in the land in the Jordan Valley. The splitting of the Mount of Olives forms a massive plateau on which will be built the house of prayer for all nations which as we've said the psalmist describes as beautiful for situation the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion back to Zechariah 14 and verse 11 and men shall dwell in it and there shall be no more utter destruction but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited we see a picture of the king of peace dwelling in the city of peace resulting in him bringing about peace for the whole earth we're so privileged to know about these things listen to Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 2 and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house Yahweh's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it well with what result swords become plowshares spears become pruning hooks and who does this who beats their swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks well the strong nations of the world do it why what has brought all this about well it says in Isaiah chapter 2 verses 19 and 20 for the fear of Yahweh and for the glory of his majesty when he ariseth to shake terribly the earth we get similar words in, uh, in our chapter chapter 14 of Isaiah uh, sorry of Zechariah and verse 12 and this shall be the plague wherewith Yahweh will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem note carefully the reference to plague and to all the people he does it through earthquake and by plague we find exactly the same picture elsewhere in scripture in Isaiah chapter 34 again in Isaiah chapter 66 and in Psalm 110 what is this plague which would be better translated as pestilence well we can only speculate we do know that the believer the redeemed that cloud of witnesses those who accompany Christ the King will have all the power necessary to achieve just whatever may be needed with the historical knowledge that we have today 
the second half of verse 12 strikes a chilling resonance with us and this shall be the play wherewith the Lord Yahweh will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet and their eyes shall consume away in their holes and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth it could almost be talking about the effects of a nuclear bomb we've all read accounts and seen documentaries about the US atomic bombs that were dropped on those Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki back in 1945 we have to believe that the army of the great king will have the means to bring about such on the wicked by a power much greater than nuclear the scriptures are crystal clear when God uses his great power then man is powerless man is powerless to do anything to resist those nations who oppose the king and his saints will be in a state of panic and confusion the prophet Ezekiel is unequivocal about the judgments to be meted out on Gog and his cohorts let's just go back to Ezekiel 38 verses 22 and 23 23 and I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood and I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him an overflowing rain and great hailstones fire and brimstone thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself and I will be known in the eyes of many nations and they shall know that I am Yahweh in Zechariah 14 horse, mule, camel and ass are used to represent military hardware it is also implied that Israel will enjoy some of the wealth of the defeated nations when it talks of gold and silver and apparel in great abundance the effect upon the nations of the world is nothing less than dramatic and because of the defeat and almost destruction of the gold confederacy all the nations will be humbled by the great power of God through his son Christ Jesus and the saints Zechariah says that the nations will have to conform and learn of the many feasts and festivals which were formerly under the law of Moses. Just read to you from Isaiah chapter 2. We've already, I'll read it again, verse, verse 2. And it shall come to pass, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of Yahweh's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills 
and all nations shall flow unto it and many people shall go and say come ye and let us go up to the mountain of Yahweh to the house of the God of Jacob and he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of Yahweh from Jerusalem and when we think what our world is like today the world in which we live to imagine such a scene can only be, we can only say it's almost beyond belief <clears throat> and yet elsewhere in Isaiah's prophecy we have described for us a highway a pilgrim road the way of holiness it's a wonderful scene what a wonderful scene representatives from every nation going year by year to visit the holy temple and worship God thanking him for all his blessings and his mercy we also see warnings against those nations who do not comply severe punishments termed as drought and plague the prophecy of Zechariah ends with a rather unusual statement at the end of verse 21 right at the end it says in that day there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts Yahweh of armies the Canaanite stands for those who defile like those who bought and sold in the temple in Jesus day when he cleansed the temple in righteous wrath and as I've said if you read the history of Jerusalem even during the 20th century it was full full to the brim and it's still full to the brim of those who defile but nothing will ever again be able to defile the temple in the kingdom age because Yahweh shall be king over all the earth in that day shall there be one Yahweh and his name one and those who understand and firmly believe these things and who remain faithful will be with the Lord Jesus Christ to bring about God's judgments in the earth resulting ultimately in an age of righteousness and peace and if what we've said this afternoon describes us we must be longing for that age to come very quickly that we will number among that army of saints working faithfully with the Lord Jesus Christ our king to usher in the millennium kingdom of God and an age of righteousness and peace we hope you enjoyed that talk for more downloads information about what we believe and details of our meeting times go to our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk